0: Even have to know, like Peter did on the Brady Punch. I Brady bunched two ladies at a USO dance back in 41. Never felt so alive. Stop. Nobody's Brady bunching anyone. You want some real advice? Don't be a moron. Seriously, that's your advice for everything. It applies to everything.
1: All right, welcome in the Kentucky Dad Podcast. Big Blue Drew here on election night in the Commonwealth. It is a about 9 30 p.m. on Tuesday ne- never a shortage of events going on in Kentucky over the last few weeks but I'm excited to jump in it was always good to start with some great words of wisdom for one of our favorites on the Kentucky dad pod Mr. Murray Goldberg and, and don't be a moron which is what I try to do I strive for every day so Thank you, Murray. I appreciate you. Um, if you haven't yet, please go back and listen to some of these other ones. We had James Striebel on last week. He was awesome. A couple other people. They're not timely, which is one of my favorite things about the Kentucky Dad podcast. And please make sure you check us out, iTunes, review it, and I'm on Twitter, at Kentucky Dad Pod. But tonight, I'm very excited. One of the, probably the biggest A-lister I've been trying to nail down on this thing for months. But I'm really, probably, and definitely our newest dad on the Kentucky Dad Pod, but Kentucky Sports Radio's Nick Rouse is finally with us. So, Nick, thank you for coming on sir
0: well it it is long overdue and i'm not trying to big time you, big blue drew because obviously you're the biggest and bluest of drews but you know when you're 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 a new dad the uh it's it's right you know the sun just went down to bed and now is like the one hour of just like bliss and sometimes it's not even an hour sometimes it's just straight to bed so but i I, I've, i've finally gotten to a routine i'm about 10 weeks into fatherhood and uh all, all is well so far uh, great great reviews uh from start to finish i highly recommend it
1: oh and all right well, you're getting right to it well i got a lot of those questions but i definitely won't fault you because trust me i understand about the parenting stuff but i've still enjoyed teasing you that you're you're hoarding all the baby content for yourself when you have <laughs> such a perfect platform to release all of it but you know then again you're the one paying for it doing it the work putting in all the time and sacrifice so good for you but we usually start nick on the dad plot. so today again i paid a little homage to murray goldberg mm-hmm. because he's one of our favorites he, he consistently comes up when we talk about tv and film dads but yes. i prepped you a little bit so who is nick nick roush's go-to like tv film dad
0: well i'm happy that you brought up murray goldberg because that, the goldbergs is one of those shows and i still remember when the promos came out and this is back when modern family was huge and i just was like oh so really let's just let's just make a sitcom out of the 80s like boo frickety who but uh, little did i realize that like hey dummy you, one of your favorite shows was that 70 which is the same thing it's just nostalgia period piece and there's nothing wrong with that so i feel like murray goldberg does uh get get thrown under the bus quite a bit um, and doesn't get the, the recognition he deserves. And uh, I, I know we'll probably mention him later, but I give—I I don't give a lot of movie and TV recommendations, but I've given a few to our Kentucky Roll Call producer, Trevor Kelsey, which you'll haven't heard of our show. Big Blue Drew, he's on uh, quite a bit, he, he, when especially when is vacationing. We appreciate you, you stepping in. And you've worked with Trevor. Trevor's a big, he just watches stuff all day. He finished Friends and like, three weeks or something all 10 seasons it's absolutely ridiculous and one of my show recommendations for him was the Goldbergs he loved it and that was one of those where I knew that like all right well from now on I've got to I've got to shoot it shoot you straight and that one is it's undeniably hilarious show now you know it's getting towards like the Andrew where Mm-hmm. you know the, the kids are getting older you can't really do much more with it but it's undeniably a fantastic show now i did just talk for like two minutes about the goldbergs so it's a your question but for me it's really it's gonna be tough between choosing my two favorites and one of the and, and they're both from my early shows um and one is tim the tool man taylor from Whoa. home improvement and the other is red foreman from nice. that 70 show. And it might be because I'm a little biased because I've been watching that 70 show like late at night. But those are two just outstanding dads right there.
1: Really good call on Tim the Toolman Man Taylor because you know my wife is from Michigan and she's like my age. So I mean she was like prime time Detroit suburb liver during home improvement. So mm-hmm. they really like that show. That's a good one. I hadn't heard that one. Red Foreman a lot, but man, that's a good call on Trevor with the Golds, because I know exactly why Trevor likes it. It's because every show is um, essentially like encapsulated by a movie the whole time. Like they kind of, you know, the kids trying to, you know, turn the movie into, you know, something at school. And I know Trevor loves his movie, so that makes sense. And so most people, I'm sure Nick know you write for Kentucky Sports Radio, do a lot of football stuff for them. Um, but you also, if you don't know, Nick also hosts a, a morning radio show um, that can be heard here in Louisville and on Southern Indiana. And then they also have a streaming app, Big X Sports Radio. He does that with TJ Walker Monday through Friday um, from 7 to 9 a.m. And I know, too, that was going to be kind of like one place I was going to start with you. And I'm just going to let you go, brother, because it, it's your world now. You get the ramp. But I have to assume. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's been not that difficult since the baby has your sleep patterns at regular. But like I'll just even say like in, you know, maybe next week if you're gone or something like if I just fill in a few days, like I normally have to be at work around 830, man. And when you add in that 7 a.m. and it's not like walk through the door, it's like you're going on radio. I'm sure that that's difficult
0: yeah um it's it's one of those things that like waking up and talking wasn't natural really you know I, I'm sure like you you, you know you kind of sleepwalk through that first period of class in high school i didn't have a i had had a nine a m class my first semester in college, never made that stupid mistake again but i I've eased my way into being a morning person and for better or worse, having a child during the coronavirus has it's definitely has its drawbacks. So like uh, my mom just met her first grandchild through a screen door and didn't get to hold him for six weeks or so, which that objectively sucked. And, you know, there are times when it's just me and my wife and you just kind of not, not go crazy, but it was just us and we're trying to figure out what we're doing for six weeks and it was tough. But the, the kind of on, on the flip side, she's a teacher and I already kind of worked from home for the most part. So when things were I, when i got back to work it was all right go upstairs do radio for two hours you can come downstairs help with the baby uh for an hour or so then go right for a couple more hours then help some more so it's been nice in, in that uh even though figuring out like how to function uh in the middle of the night uh i mean that first time he woke me up screaming in the hospital i i thought i was walking around drunk i was so confused it was <laughs> it was a disaster yeah. um but uh, i i feel like once that i got a little bit time to adjust it's really been nice just being able to be here uh, and you know watch them grow up and, and figure out how to hold that little head up of his
1: do you prefer being in studio i know you guys probably haven't been in studio for at least two months or have you settled into your routine at home are you the type that like wants to get up get dressed and, and go somewhere
0: some days i just look for an excuse to get out of the house mm. but the, to go back to sleeping that extra 30 minutes of sleep that I do have to drive the studio. Awfully nice.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I know. It's, it's amazing, too, how one minute of extra sleep, like, you cherish. Just compared. Like, if you could just figure out a way to, like, live your entire life the way that you cherish, like, those extra 20 minutes of sleep, then I think oh. everyone would, would live swell.
0: Especially when you wake up before your alarm and you're like, ooh, mm. I've got an extra hour. And it's almost just like you're in euphoria for that next hour. And when you wake up, you want to get it back, but you realize, hey. It's better to have had it and lost it than to not have had it at all.
1: God, that was corny. <laughs> <laughs> You're dad, man. And, and, I, and I knew you were going to be a great dad, Nick, when it was a few months before your son was born and you were really you were getting that grass seed planted. You were worried about the lawn. How did the lawn come out anyway? It's been a little dry, but we had a good spring for it.
0: See, uh, it's, it's okay. It's still not great. I think the grass I planted, I planted some fescue, and it was really bright green early but like it's it's a a lot of it kind of burnt out already. So I don't know what the deal
1: is with it. I'm not, I'm not the happiest with it, but you know, I beggars can't be choosers. I I did oil samples and and test that stuff (laughs) out for you. But in in your grass defense, if you're judging it like off the last few days, man, we had a abysmal heat streak there. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you know, my, my son loves being outside. So in our backyard, isn't like a lot of grass here. The big thing is the backyard's got a basketball court and that's what matters most. And that's where we spend a lot of our time. And I'll tell you what, Drew, I know you got a nice little shot on you, but I every night I've got to shoot baskets to try to keep them awake before bedtime, get that ball bouncing. It keeps them awake and alert. And 30 minutes a night, every night, like, dude, you better watch yourself.
1: Oh dude, home court. There's a, there's some older kids that like when my daughter goes over grandparents, there's an older boy, the, Especially like when I drop Willie off, he'll kind of, I can tell he like puts his best performance on type thing, you know? And so she's always like, I want to play him one-on-one on there. I said, you can. I was like, but I warned her about that street hoop home court advantage. I said, he's going to torture oh, you. and You're going to be like all backboard and layups. Cause that's a real, that's a real thing.
0: <laughs> Especially when, the, the court it's never perfectly 10 foot on a home court it's always like 9 10, 9 11 and that extra inch makes a ton of difference because i hell i'd be making free throws all day then i go to my old man basketball league now this is a long time ago back when we could have things like basketball leagues you go there and you're front rimming every free throw like what the hell what the hell is going on here but you know i digress
1: yeah i'm actually gonna get to play some softball i'm shocked i thought that would be the first thing they would pull the plug on but i got an email as of tuesday so i've let myself get nice and out of shape which is really perfect for men's league softball so I'll be excited to, to see the guys on Tuesday. I have, to, I have to report back on that. But let's work a little different, I guess, than we normally do. Nick, normally I will okay. ask kind of people to kind of start from their childhood. I like hearing about, a little bit about their fathers and father figures. And I still want to do that. But, again, with your child being so young, I think we have to start there. And I'm sure you've told the story many of times. But to be honest, I've ever, never actually heard the story. So you kind of have to tell us. So your son's name is Duke. Yes. So I'll, just, I'll just leave it there and let you go.
0: Well, uh, his name is Duke, and yes, I am a Kentucky fan. Uh, And yet, But here's the thing, folks. A long, long time ago, even though Kentucky sports is my job and kind of my life, like, I haven't cared that much about it. Like, if I did, then I wouldn't have married a woman who played volleyball at L. Like, I I feel like bringing in the others is the wise thing to do. And the reason why I'm kind of like that and I just kind of revel in the – the back and forth of the spirit is my my cousins are the brahms i grew up as the uk cousin in the family just me my dad my brother and sisters everybody else level fans so being different has never been a problem for me now the reason we got the name duke is because it is obviously nothing to do with that awful school in north carolina that's a bunch of good-for-nothing tricksters but uh my grandfather his great-grandfather he was uh, let's see his full name right sylvester theodore nicholas quillman so i I, that's where i get nicholas from but everybody called him the duke because the duke was a badass uh he fought in world war ii and in korea served in patton's army and if you Go to the city of Shavley. Uh
1: where Big that's... Blue Drew was born and raised. Oh, you're shavley Oh
0: man, good. Uh, let me guess, like fern heather or something?
1: No, I'm like uh are you familiar with Clover Leaf right off Gagel. Cloverleaf. Oh, you're in the leaf? I'm in oh, the leaf, baby. Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh man. I uh, it's like j- it was just far enough away to like ride your bike and you could get away with it, but you know, you had to be really fast in the way over there. And clover leaf's hilly. Um but, yeah, shit. I was the Shavley badge. kid. Good old Shalvee kid. Um, but at, at Shavley City Hall, though, there's a big tank in front of it. Uh, and it's called the Duke. And it was uh, – I, I don't even know how the hell they got it there. But it's named after my grandpa. That's the namesake. and oh, I, I, Yeah, so, I, unfortunately, I never got to meet him. Uh, unfiltered Paul Malls will, will take you <laughs> from this world pretty early in life. Um, but I, I think one of the reasons why I do, like, Red Foreman from that 70s show is I kind of envision – my grandfather to be a lot like that. He was a hard ass, he cussed like a sailor, he he wasn't afraid to call you a dumbass, but he was a well respected uh guy. He was a volunteer firefighter, he helped with the crusade every year and uh you know, hopefully my son can be a stand up a gentleman like him one day. And Oh yeah, and I didn't mention too. He also like wrote in the newspaper under like a pseudonym, pseudonym too. I forget his pseudonym, but either way, he was just an overall awesome guy, and I was uh, happy to to pass that name along, even though it will be the butt of a, a few jokes here and there.
1: No, I'm I mean, I'm not just saying it's the kiss your ass. After hearing all that, then I commend you for, like you said, kind of being different and being willing just to do that. And. Cause it's something you wanted to do and who cares what the perception is. And I think TJ kind of explained it that way, kind of to me as well, just with the family tie in and that's neat. And that's also, isn't, uh, isn't John Wayne, the Duke as well. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, that's the uh, reason I thought I'm like, he just must be like a big Western guy.
0: <laughs> oh no, yeah. Well, and, uh, my parents actually found a bourbon. that's called Duke bourbon and it's mm. supposedly John Wayne's family recipe. So we, we, that, that was
1: like my first gift as a dad. <laughs> Well, maybe one day uh, Duke Roush will be suiting it up for for the Wildcats. Wouldn't that be something?
0: Oh, man. And <laughs> You know, I had a high school chemistry teacher who always said I should change the pronunciation of my last name from Roush to Roosh. Uh, so that whenever you would take the court, people would go,
1: Roo yeah. yeah.
0: And so, you know, instead of, they always do that for like Luke's. I know Luke yeah. Whitehead at UVL. I can't think of really any other.
1: Stuff. Yeah. Cause you always think if you're not you a know, you fan of the, the team, time. you're like, why are they booing that guy? He just scored a touchdown. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, what about too? So, um, just how have things been like with, like you mentioned with COVID-19, I always ask all the guests just about COVID-19 coping. And I know, I don't know, maybe it was easier or harder for you guys because you didn't really know any different, but, um, I guess just kind of how things been going. You mentioned earlier that it was it was slam dunk, highly recommended, which is good because my advice always to new fathers is just weather that first four months or so. Because I made the mistake, and I know a lot I do of like you just absorb all the bad and you think like, oh my god, I can't do this for the rest of my life. And it's yeah. like, well, no, it's really just going to be six weeks, and then they're going to be throwing up on this instead. So, but it sounds, <laughs> but everything's been going good. It sounds like,
0: yeah, and you know, I I'm obviously sure coding some things like. I mean, especially early on, I think this was advice you gave too that was like, hey, you know, if, if not everything's perfect right away, like, don't worry, like, it's, it's, it's a big change. It's going to take some, mind, some time to transition. And I, I, I think the COVID helped in that respect where it's like, hey, I, I, can't, I can't have FOMO. Like, where, where was I going to be out doing, you know, <laughs> so, like, it's not like I, I was missing out on anything. And, you know, sometimes, I, I'll you know, now that things are opening back up a little bit more, there's like oh so i can't play cards because that's before bedtime and i need to help with bedtime but like you know uh, oh, oh well the, there will be other poker games but the parts of it that were weird so like we, we show up to the hospital and, and duke was born on april fool's day which I, i'm hell i'm I, I, no pressure right you just got to have just yeah. the perfect prank every birthday um yeah <laughs> but uh that was i mean two weeks after every, the world shut down i was hoping that i was gonna be watching the final four in the hospital instead (laughs) instead it's it's a completely different world and when we showed up to the hospital that was like two days after they had all started wearing masks uh 24 7 and they've got a tank out in front of the hospital and like it's just it's just weird uh i don't think it was a tank it was but some sort of humvee or whatever and they had restrictions like hey, you know, you can still eat mama, but dad, no cafeteria for him. And, oh, you can only leave the room twice a day. Which, like, yeah. those rooms are small. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of room to go. And there's sometimes where you just need to get out and breathe. Especially, like, hey, can I just walk around with the baby outside? No, you, you can't be in the hallways. Because I wanted to give mom a break. So, that first two nights was rough. And, I mean just when you think you you got it figured out you don't and that 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 really <laughs> so you know it's it's one day and, and Brooke kind of let me sleep some and she's got all these you know the, the, the nurses they come in and out all the time Drew right there's like they're in there one, almost once an hour checking on something it's your lactation specialist you got all these different people coming in and out and finally towards the end of the night it's like, hey, let me let me take over. I'll rock him to sleep. You just rest. You get a good two, three hours before you got to feed him again. And I, I'll take over. And I get him to sleep. No problem. Watching my show. Everything's great. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a kick-ass two hours just sitting here watching my show, being a great dad. And then I freaking sneezed. I scared the – I mean, the my son hated me so much. He was ready to kill me. And your wife, too. Oh my gosh, he was <laughs> screaming. I could do nothing, absolutely nothing to calm him down. I don't want to, they make you watch the videos of like, hey, don't shake the baby. And you never understand why anybody would ever shake the baby. I mean, it's just crying. But like, there's that moment. I'm like, dude, I did everything. I Everything was right. Why are you still crying? Can you not? I mean, I was, I was just absolutely crushed. I was defeated. But that was, I, it helped me learn quickly though. Um, that like, hey, you're not going to figure this all out in one day.
1: It's hard, man. I would have, I would have been terrible. I would not have done well with, I mean, all I did was pace around the hospital, snack machine, walk around, come back, check it out. Snack machine, come back, check out the cafeteria. I would not go outside. I would not have been able to, to stay only twice out of the room. Oh, that sounds horrible. So I'm glad, I'm glad you made it through with that. And I guess that makes sense with, with COVID, I just took it as far as thinking, yeah, I know only one or so people can be there, but, oh, man, being confined to that room anymore sounds mm-hmm. – where was it? Uh, did you go to Suburban there, Dutchman's Lane? Yes. All right. Yes.
0: Which – uh classic classic i I think most folks do that and the the one thing that was nice too it it was weird at first when like you you, everybody's masked up and you're trying to stay away from them and hell we don't even know how bad this coronavirus is and we were kind of nervous but then by the time we got into the actual delivery room like that delivery nurse bless her heart jenna i mean we sent her a gift card just like thank you you were awesome because everything seemed kind of breezy the whole entire time and then the baby gets there and you're just holy shit my world is just never going to be the same
1: yeah they're uh they're really good at what they do i think i i couldn't be any type of healthcare worker just because you typically see people at their worst and they need you at their best and i just think about all the days i go into work and just man the, the thought of having to give my all like they do for 12 and 13 hours so Good, man. I'm glad you had a good experience with them. I had all the all the nurses. At one point, I have a couple of good pictures of us all watching the office. We were on like a 32-hour labor thing, so we were just <laughs> watching the office, waiting, and it was like they just walked in. Like you said, they're in every 30 minutes, every hour, and then just randomly came in, and we started pushing and had it's a like, baby, hey, and your life changes forever.
0: Time, time to push, and you're like, like I, I, I took a little nap. I thought he was like, all right, this is going to be a long day, and then I wake up, and they're like, yeah, it's time. And I'm like, what, wait, what, time? No, come on. <laughs> Time already. And then boom, just like that. I'm a dad.
1: Pretty crazy. Life's changed, man. But I genuinely, <laughs> genuinely happy for you guys that it seemed to, you know, go as smooth as it can. There's always gonna be um speed bumps and stuff. But I'm anxious mm-hmm. to learn a little bit about um this the child Nick Roush and kind of how that okay. worked and growing up in the South End. But before we um kind of work our way backwards a little bit, let's take a um well deserved sponsor break here. All right, and we're back. Kentucky Dad Pod, Big Blue Drew, Nick Roush, Tuesday night, election night. Um, I'm a registered independent, Nick. Did you get a chance to get out and vote? Did you do a mail-in? I know I know, everyone knows how it works, so mm-hmm. let me know.
0: I did do the mail-in. I got to it early. And I got my wife uh, her mail-in ballot. She, she wasn't uh, – she's not from here originally. So, I finally got her registered to vote this year as well. So, doing the civic
1: duty. Good, good for you guys. Yeah, I kind of learned over the last, like, six months or so I was registered as an independent, which I think I knew. So I cleaned that up, but unfortunately was not allowed to vote in the primary. But, again, never a never a shortage of news. I live about a mile from downtown Louisville, so, you know, we go to sleep to the helicopter and, and all that. So it's <laughs> been – it is just – it's like – I feel like nothing's going on and, like, everything is at the same yeah. time. Like, it's just – I'm just That's so a ready movie. for sports, man. And I'm just praying that, like, every day I talk myself – into the fact that I'm gonna be at Kroger Field this fall covering football. And then the next day I'll talk myself out of it. So I don't think anybody really knows. I guess we gotta have football before, you know, they start letting decide who's coming in. But what's your gut feeling though? I'm sure everyone wanna hear that before we get into other stuff. You think uh, football is just played normally?
0: yeah i think so and real, i'm i just wanted to say because another damn firework just went off if there's one thing that's turned me into an old man it's <laughs> i cannot stand fireworks that aren't okay if you're a few days before the fourth of july or a few days after fine you know you, you buy up all your fireworks you got a surplus but i guess the lack of things happening and just trump books that are lying around yeah. everywhere people's like well, let's just shoot off fireworks every freaking day and now my dog he was never a big fan of fireworks, but I let him out one night, and somebody nearby shot one off, and it scared the bejesus out of him. Now i got to, like, hold his hand and push him into the grass for him to go out at night. It's an absolute nightmare. Now now that I've told everybody get off my lawn, I, I, I think we're going to have football. And even if there's a hiccup every once in a while, I think we're still going to get – bare minimum, eight games into the season. So I, I, I'm confident that the Southeastern Conference will push forward. But most importantly, we're going to have that opening weekend of awesomeness. And I just hope that if you're listening to this later, but I, I hope that over the next month we behave correctly because that's the, – the month in advance is when things could drastically change. But, like, right now, Bashir's approved. Uh, Louisville City to return in mid-July. We're going to have a fair, for Christ's sakes, in, in late August, a week before – Kentucky Derby, home Louisville football game, home UK football game. They're letting us have a fair. They're going to let the other things happen, albeit with restrictions. So even if you can't attend, we're going to get a hell of a first week of September full of sports.
1: A few things you said I want to touch on. One, damn, you just kind of run my night with the realization and kind of putting the correlation of the stimulus checks and firework purchases together because (laughs) – You're absolutely right on that. It's going to be one heinous next few weeks with all that cash floating around the economy to buy fireworks. (laughs) And then secondly, just lighting their money on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally. Yeah. It's funny. Great. Good. And like I said, I'm very close to to Southern Indiana and I keep, Oh, that's one more firework thing too. So again, I've, um, I live closer to Southern Indiana now, you know, so sometimes we'll bounce over there to go to like, I don't know, like Bass Pro or something like that. And uh, my daughter's always like every time, like for one, the great thing for the kid, Dad Pod. She never can understand that like when we cross a bridge, we're in another state. Never gets it. She's smart as hell. And I'm just like, I I, I don't know how to explain it to you anymore. Like we're in another state. So now <laughs> when we get there, you know, she's like, Why is there all these fireworks standing at every time we come over here, it's fireworks, fireworks everywhere. So I had to explain to her, you know, the legislation on all that and how you go get the good stuff from across the bridge and then you smuggle it back over here. You know, you kind of use it as bartering tools. And so we had the firework discussion. So but you're um, absolutely right. It's gonna be discussion. <laughs> it's going to be the worst year ever for fireworks. But, um, yeah. so as far as football goes, just real quick, I always like to say my piece on this. I'm with you. Like, I think that, you know, you can kind of just take in all the news that you're getting digested and you pretty much can formulate it based off everything that's going on. It looks like football is going to be played. My issue with football and absolutely everything, the Derby, whatever, is that just the way things have went over the last three months with, like, basically Twitter just being, like, judge, jury, and executioner overnight. Like, I'm just worried if there's one big instance, like, God forbid someone connected to the sport was, you know, to contract it and die um, Mm -hmm. or just something terrible, like, you know, happen like that, to me would be the thing that would really derail this because I think all these plans and stuff we're putting in place are just under the assumption that things are going to kind of – stuck that the way that they have i've been hearing a lot of people now maybe mention you know we haven't talked a lot about officials like referees you know typically are in the more at risk category of coach so right right i don't know i'm just again every night i'll either talk myself into it or out of it but i'm praying that we get it i think where we're sitting tonight on june 23rd it can be about the best spot we can be in really
0: yeah and i I think it is at least for me i think it's important that we don't get too high and too low from day to day. Just because it'll a it'll just drive you nuts. But also, if if you can become a captain of the moment and not like there's there's plenty of good signs along with the bad, and you can't just react. to bad. Like Indiana had tested like 300 people, and none of the kids had COVID 19. So like, hey, that's good news. But it's also not going to be the news of the day that everybody on Twitter talking about. So mm-hmm. I. I Having a little bit of uh looking at it from ten thousand feet is good. And and also I just it drives me insane if I get too up and too, too high or too low, Drew. I know you're probably going through it where it's like th- that that wide range of emotions by Saturday you're just exhausted and can't even enjoy the weekend.
1: Hundred percent. And I'm that's great advice. I probably won't take it, but I am trying to <laughs> go and one thing about COVID that just sucks because like the word apathetic would like never describe me at all. Like I'm the opposite, like you need to chill, like take a break you know you don't need to take on all the stuff that you're doing or whatever now man it's just like kind of just especially man I can imagine being a sports blogger like there just has to be certain points now where you're just like what is even the point but at least now we're trending back into some, you know, mm-hmm. boots on the ground sports activity. So that's good. But what about, man? So let's look back. then. so I think I might have, have heard a, a couple of stories here and there. But what about like father figures in your life, Nick? So I know we just talked about, you know, you kind of grew up in the South End. I know you went to DeSales High School. Uh, I know mm-hmm. you have a sibling or two, but like just share whatever, man, I'm kind of how, how your childhood went and how it shaped you into to the dad that you're, you are and are becoming.
0: Well, uh, first off, my dad, Jim, he's awesome uh I, I couldn't have had a more supportive dad one of those that he was the, always the good cop um but that made it to where whenever i was butting heads with my mom i you know I, I i could be open with him and like talk about stuff that was really bothering me but he was he's just the best dad you, you could ever ask for and i'm the oldest of four Yeah, you know, i got uh my sisters were twins they played basketball at northern kentucky my brother played football at Western Kentucky. They were mercy girls. I was, we were the sales boys and I, you know, growing up, we, uh, we did all the sports and I was, you know, told everybody, you know, what they were doing right and wrong um, in the house, you know, don't make me call mom whenever we babysitting the whole, the whole kit and caboodle um, did all of the sports just busy nonstop. And I was a big, uh, I was a big neighborhood kid uh, growing up. So My next door neighbor, you know, one of my best friends, he grew, he moved in when we were like 12, right in middle school. So right in prime time. And we would basically, our summers would be sleeping until about 11, eat a big meal and then start playing basketball and just play basketball or football or ride our bikes around the neighborhood all hours of the day. And that was kind of how we, you know, for about four or five years, it was nonstop playing ball, jumping in pools, chasing girls with the neighborhood kids. It got me into plenty of trouble um (laughs) yeah but that you know that was uh it was it was a great uh great childhood in south growing up in the south end Uh, my dad did not at the bottom of the glass knowing where his next paycheck would come Um. we we were just fine we 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 didn't live too much above our means or below it or anything but it was a it was a great childhood and uh you know I, i i i I got it made. So I, I guess in that sense, it's one of those where, you know, I want to make sure I've got a nice, a nice uh, safety net and kind of a nesting, but in a different sense to make sure my son can have a similar childhood.
1: Good, man. That's always great to hear. I'm very similar. I love hearing all the, the bike riding stories and I'm the same way. And it, it's been tough for me. I get a lot of it. I'm, I might even take the blame for, but like, at least for my daughter, it hasn't, hasn't been the same, you know, she's 12 and kids, I don't know if kids just don't do that as much or just our situation, but yeah. I mean, I lived outside all summer the same man dude how lucky were you with the, um the good cop being your dad that's luck
0: yeah yeah no yeah, dad was good cop and the one time where i was it was the most shocking twist of events but dad was threatening to send me to military school and mom was the one who was like well you're lucky that it wasn't even worse and i'm like Wait, what what what's going on here and that's a whole story but long story short we were trying to get beer for thunder over a and that just <laughs> ended horribly and uh-huh. yeah come on you're gonna sneak beer to downtown Louisville. terrible idea uh, <laughs> but i do, i do the, the, you you brought it up and i got a four-year-old nephew we spent the, the weekend with him up in ohio and i do worry to an extent like i don't want to be the the curmudgeony dad who doesn't let his kids do anything cool with their technology and stuff but there is like a You know, we're trying to draw the line, and I think we're all just kind of going to have to figure it out as we go to make sure that, like, hey, you're still out there doing stuff and not spending all day staring at a screen because I do that enough at work, and I I know it can't be good
1: for me. It is, and a lot of it Well, My wife's answer to that would be to have kids close to the same age. Like, she wants to have another baby, so that would be her advice to you. We'll just have three and four babies, and they'll have, you know, that'll be the neighborhood kids. They'll just all live with you. (laughs) <laughs> so, they'll keep them busy <laughs> that's kind of they'll, they'll watch each other <laughs> <laughs> and not not terrible logic but I and you know I struggle with that too because um again I, I know we've even talked about on the show like 12 year old going on 13 year old daughter man it's getting so difficult and challenging with the technology and social media mm-hmm. but man it's such a balancing act too because like I remember there was times when I'd like impose punishments or whatever on her technology wise and like I was getting notes from her teachers and basketball coach like hey everyone else is on this group chat like she's the only one that doesn't have her phone or whatever. So it's tough, man. And I can't even imagine yeah. too, guys, you're going to be 12 years. I guess I have another one, but you know, they will be 12 years behind Lily. So that part is crazy, Ooh. man. And I, I just, I do genuinely miss. And, and even in my neighborhoods I've lived in, you just don't see kids doing that to that frequency anymore.
0: Well, and, and I, cause my mom, she was very dragging her feet with technology. Like we had dial up internet for a long time. I had a prepaid cell phone until I was driving and you know, where you're buying your own minutes and you know, if <laughs> you're in trouble, if you, if you get to texting a girl too much, I, I still remember getting texting on my cell phone, like spring break when I was a junior in high school. So like, and you know what? I didn't mind that. I didn't mind the, the taking a while to get the high speed internet. The thing that drove me nuts, though, is whenever she was a stickler for PG-13 movies. Uh, You're not 13. You can't be like, Mom, come on. Like, Do you really think I'm that naive? I at least won't go that far, but when it comes to technology, like, uh, you better believe I'm going to be able to look and see where my kid is on their phone. If you want to try to get away with something, then you leave your phone at home, damn it.
1: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) man, that was... (laughs) You're just like preaching to the choir here, man. It's so tough. And then, and then now, too, oh, God, we're gonna have to end it after this because this generally does stress, put stress point to me. So, you, it, I'll tell you to pay attention to the context and I tell everyone this, and it's really hard to do until like you're actually in a situation where you have to. But you know, you're riding around in the car with a 12 year old girl. Please believe you're gonna be turning the radio off every 10 seconds, every 10 seconds, dude. Commercials, it doesn't even matter. And then now these movies, I mean, we will literally watch like Finding Nemo or something. And like, there's all this sexual innuendo just, just you know, sprinkled in everywhere, I guess, to draw the parents in. But now that when I'm sitting there with my, you know, my adolescent daughter and all this stuff, like she's smart as hell. She's read more books than me. Like she gets it. I know she gets it. It sucks, man. I hate it so much. Our, our society, especially music, if like just go to like the next time you go to like a DeSales basketball game just like pick out the two songs you hear while you're there. And then like Google and like transcript the lyrics and you're going to be like, Holy smokes. <laughs> like It's great.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we used to listen to like the whisper song and candy shop. Like that, <laughs> those were our jam. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I know it's other new, but man, it's just, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I got a little while to go
1: for that. It's such a balancing act though, you know, they're going to be weird, you know, imagine if your mom never let you watch, you know, or you never did watch a PG-13 movie until you started working at KSR, you know, it would have been weird
0: right oh i i do have i remember since i was the oldest sibling i still remember vividly watching whose line is it anyway together as a family and i think it would come on like nine ten o'clock on the the family channel and hell it might even been fox family but i remember when i was about I, i was probably like 12 ish or 13 ish and i had to do the thing where i got the jokes but nobody like my siblings didn't so i would like look at my parents and see if it was okay or not if i could laugh at it and if it was too like innuendo-y then i had to just like bite my tongue but still
1: it's tough man yeah 20 years later now it's just it's (sighs) everywhere man it is everywhere but it's just something i guess you i don't know you just have to adapt to it and um that's why we do these though we kind of talk Mm -hmm. through it and all the times talk about the dumb shit that we do, and you know, people like me will be a little further ahead, and um, you know, I'll be able to. I've asked for plenty of advice for for those that came before me, but we always end it the same way, Nick. We ended up with a good mm-hmm. dad joke, and man, I follow this Ooh. account, and it has been just absolutely shredding well, this week. But um, you, you can go be, first though. Sound eager? Well, I, I'm
0: eager because I want to get in something really quickly because I need some advice, and I want to give right. some advice. So my my advice for others is a i read a book and we don't go buy the book but it's the best book i've ever read and it was called 12 hours of sleep by 12 weeks my son went to bed at like 9 nine thirty. he's going to sleep until eight thirty in the morning tomorrow it's a freaking miracle we don't do everything they say but
1: holy oh, crap this is like a this is like a manual then
0: yeah it's really nothing more than like hey if you keep them busy during the day and feed them a lot mm-hmm. more Uh, and they won't be hungry in the middle of the night it's it's, it makes perfectly good sense now in this you know 180 page book they get into the nitty-gritty details and it can feel a little ruly and like you're talked down to but if you just take the gist of it i mean it took about 10 days and we went from you know waking up every four hours to him sleeping through the night and holy crap it changed our lives so 12 hours of of sleep by 12 weeks is
1: that well that's your advice is too late for me darn it and um (laughs) is that the only book i have is i just have that i think it is it a jimmy fallon book that's the only book i have and it's titled shut the f up and go to sleep (laughs) 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 nobody gave you that that's like the best like baby shower
0: Uh, no i I did not get that one i'll have to let you borrow
1: that that. if i see you soon i'm gonna let you borrow Yeah, it's literally like and it spells it out and everything says shut the f (laughs) up and go to sleep (laughs)
0: the the other advice we have i I need to pull up the name of the YouTube. But essentially, there's a... They never teach you how to swaddle baby in the hospital. They do, but it's not like the foolproof way. Sure. There's a way to swaddle your baby using a burp rag that like ties its arms down. And Whoa. it's... it's Yeah, you just basically tuck their arms in and then do the swaddle. And boom, they're there. They're sleeping. They're not waking themselves up with their arms every hour. So that was a game changer at the beginning. So basically, I'm just coming up with ways to knock... Like, I have ways to knock out your child without them taking Benadryl.
1: Dude, that's, that's so awesome, too. Too, because like you're not even speaking high level like you just got to dig deep and do it like you're like x's and no football and, and like this is how you swaddle their arms with a with a rag like read this that's good though man you're you're x's and o and you're not just you're not just praying you you have a plan not a wish
0: yes and the the video I, I mean it's called how to swaddle a baby but there's a lot of i would just put how to swaddle a baby and then burp rag in there and you'll probably find a video it shows you how to tie their arms down so they aren't like spring free every hour and waking you up
1: yeah so, no man the that extra sleep goes
0: super real that extra sleep man those first few weeks when you don't have any you just suck as a human for a while um but now my biggest problem i don't know if you can help me at all with this my son hates being burped with mm. the fury of a thousand suns like, and, and even when we would like, we, we've cheated for a while and we'd like give him a pacifier and then lean him up and kind mm-hmm. of chill him out to burp him. He's even figured that out. He's like, this does, this isn't a bottle. Why are you burping me, you jerks? I can't get him to do it. He's spitting up all the time. Do you have any sort of Big Boy Drew tips that, that might help?
1: I don't actually. I've not even heard of too many kids being, uh, not liking to get in burp, maybe not completing the act of doing it. So does he not like being pat? Is that the thing he doesn't like being pat on?
0: I think he's so hungry and he, like, he just wants to go back to eating and he's like, damn it. Why didn't you, why are you not feeding me right now? You're sure.
1: So you're like, you know, six ounce bottle, you're going three ounces, trying to burp back to three ounces.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then even afterwards,
1: he's like, you don't have more bottle for me. Like, come on, what's the deal? That's good, though. You have a good problem. It goes back to the sleep, because that, that's so true. That's what, like, we, we did not have a great sleeper this go-around, but that's solid foods, man. The more they can eat, as soon as you can, you know, fill them up before bed, the, the more sleep they're going to get. So that would make sense, but I don't know. I have to ask some more of the, some, some future guests about burping techniques, yeah. even though I don't know, man. You probably are going to be one of the only ones with the... Uh, Newborn, well, maybe our
0: listeners out there uh at roush ksr i'm sure they might have a a tip or two but he's just he's not happy about it
1: oh i did this last time too so so we'll do this again i'll maybe start doing this each time we'll do a little experiment here and and i'm not knocking them if they don't listen because i know they're very busy but um if anyone from big x sports i even say kentucky sports radio too so anyone from nick nick's affiliates (laughs) tucky sports radio or big x sports radio if you hear the end of this we're towards the end too You just hit me up, text or Twitter DM and I'm going to send you 10 bucks. I'm going to buy you lunch. I bought lunch. Shout out to Mitch from ESPN 680 because he actually really did go back. He must have listened. Even though he was just listening to find little excerpts to make fun of us about it. It's okay. He listened. So TJ, Trevor, KSR guys, everyone's on the clock. What about uh, this on my list super quick? Okay. What about uh, TJ uh, TJ Walker as a parent? How's that going to go? It's
0: going to be hilarious um, because I like, I can just imagine TJ like exhausted, tired and then what's next? because I I can imagine just the look on his face of just like frustration and <laughs> not being able to, to do anything to could change it. I think the, the folks who had the most difficult time are the ones who are typically in control.
1: Yeah TJ's, yeah like and, and that's, it's it, you got to be able to go with the flow as a father. That's exactly how I was gonna put it. Yeah, he definitely. I feel like kind of likes to be in control of situations. He's a good problem solver, and you were talking about that earlier. Um, that's what I struggle with too. It's like if I can, no matter how hard it is, if I have the solution, I'm on it. But if I don't know how to solve the problem, I'm intensely aggravated. So what we're gonna have to do though, and why I brought that up, because I had James Strebel on last week from ESPN. You know, mm-hmm. he worked with Andy Sweeney, who's who's a nine. He fan. also was my eighth grade math teacher. No shit. <laughs> yeah yeah small small world <laughs> that is hilarious oh man i wish that, all right i'm gonna i'll use that a lot going forward i did not know that but i um, anyway so my thought process is now that i've had you on i've had james on i want to do another one like i want to go down to espn whenever they get back and do one with james and andy since that y'all both host, you know shows your one's apparent one's not i'd like to get mm-hmm. both both takes in and kind of see you know ask similar questions and see how each host kind of interprets it because i think that Ooh. i think that'd be interesting
0: yeah that would be and just like like tj thought like hey let's get kids back in preschool with he called it warning pods and it was just <laughs> put the kids in the daycare in a box so they won't touch other kids <laughs> yeah they just get their own box it was a great idea warning pod TJ. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh good stuff all right all right well i'll go first on the dad jokes because i've been following that okay. account man. it has just been knocking them out of the park all week have not heard this one new new uh, new good one here so what do you call a belt that's made of a hundred dollar bills uh i want to say something like bill fold but i don't a waste of money
0: (laughs) that's Uh, a good one that is a good my my dad joke this is my dad's favorite dad joke three-legged dog walks into a saloon in the old west he slides up to the bar and says i'm looking for the man who shot my paw
1: good one good one, All right, so I, got one so but I got that one yeah well done well done nick you delivered i'm um, hopefully this was um usually i get feedback that it was pretty therapeutic for the guests so hopefully it felt good to get some yeah. stuff out and, and you'll definitely be a regular uh you said you're on vacation next week right maybe i'll uh maybe i'll try to set in as your understudy there you go that would be great Cool, man. Well, thank you so much. It sounds like <laughs> thanks for having
0: me on, man. This, yeah, was, yeah. this was long overdue.
1: Yeah, you're knocking it out of the park. I know you're busy, but we're going to do it again. Like I said, next time, maybe we'll try to do uh, the three of us when we can get together. I think. Oh, well, I got to say four because that. If at all possible, Trevor Kelsey has to be a part of that panel. I think that would be, that'd be tremendous stuff. So, uh, man, you guys do a great job. I say this all the time and not just cause you're on the show, always I'm recruiting new Kentucky roll call listeners. Um, I know the Louisville sports morning show market in particular, people always have qualms about here. So, 7 to 9, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Um, and you can call and listen. You can go on the streaming app. So, so check it out once. I promise you are probably gonna end up being a regular listener if you're in the car or whatever at that time. So Nick, you're the man. Give, give Brooke and Duke the love from the Kentucky Dad Pod and we will definitely talk soon.
0: Sounds great, Big Blue Drew. Thanks for having me and uh, go Cats.